Hey everyone, welcome to episode 31 of the Passion Effect podcast. I'm your host, Jack Pittman. Here on the podcast, we are passionate about helping you find happiness and purpose through following your passions. I'm so excited about today's episode. I'm joined with runner and YouTuber, Soda Mahara. Soda is a YouTuber with over 3,750 subscribers. And in 2019 and 2020, Soda was the vice president of the University of Sydney Run Club. Soda Mahara, it's an absolute pleasure to see you again. Yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. Really excited for this. Yeah, I've been following your YouTube channel for a long time now. My favorite videos of the 5K, time trials, traps we love, and they're so inspiring. So I just wanted to thank you very much for, for being here. As someone who I've been watching for a while, it's great to finally have the chance to talk to you. Really excited for this. Yeah, I think the first time we officially met was at the U University of Sydney and UNSW running, running club on Tuesdays, Tuesday morning runs. Yeah, I think it was. It's so funny. I have, I have a funny story, actually, which you may not recall, but I was running in Sydney uh, a couple of months ago with my friend and we were, we were going for a bit of a long run, I guess you could call it, and we were sort of on our way back and I noticed a familiar face and I turned around and there it was, it was you, the person I've been watching on YouTube. And um, I guess that was the unofficial time that we met, but I always, that still kind of stays in my mind. I mean, what's it been like to sort of get this attention in the running world, especially in Sydney, now that you're sort of growing on YouTube? How does that sit with you? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say I'm massive on YouTube yet, but it's still pretty crazy to think that I went from, you know, pretty much a very low subscriber count to like 3,700 ish in about a year and a bit. And yeah, it's been so fun just posting running videos and um, just bringing the community together and especially the people around me, because some people, or I'd like to say most of the people around me um, do enjoy featuring on the vlog every now and then. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. The community of people get involved in your channel. What was it that inspired you to start the YouTube channel, Soda? Um, I've always had a YouTube channel since like my second last year of high school. And originally I didn't post running videos. It was more of a random, you know, documentary type of thing where I just posted, yeah, any random thing that, that I could record. Um, but in 2020, when COVID started to ramp up, I decided that I would focus on this one niche of running and see how far I can grow my channel with just running content. But it's fair to say, though, that your running journey began even before you started that YouTube channel, right? I think it was 2014 when you began to pick up the sport of running. Is that right? Yeah, 2014 slash 15-ish. Yeah. So you've been running for a few years now around six years ish i'd say and what advice would you give to people who are considering a youtube channel and what was the thing that scared you most about i guess putting yourself out there i was definitely a little scared and you know nervous to tell people that I had that i had a youtube channel back when i was in high school but um as soon as i came to university i thought it would be like a fresh start and i just you know shamelessly plugged my youtube channel to every single person that i met and <laughs> I think that definitely helped a little bit with the growth at the start. But the crazy thing is that you start to realize that you're being kind of selfish in a way. If you think that a lot of people care about you or like are judging you 
for having a YouTube channel because the reality is everyone is too worried about their own life that they're not judging you or anything. So mm. I think it's important to realize that it's perfectly fine to have a YouTube channel. No one's judging you. No one's thinking about you before they sleep or whatever. And, you know, thinking that you're not cool because you have a YouTube channel or anything, which is what I thought everyone was thinking back then. But yeah, that mindset, that mindset shift really, really changed how I perceived having a YouTube channel. So it's been good. Yeah, and do you think that having a YouTube channel actually strengthened your passion for running? Yeah, that's an interesting question, which I've always wondered. But to be super honest, even if I didn't have a YouTube channel, I think I would have still been pretty into my running because as we've already discussed, I started running before I made running videos. So I have a feeling that it didn't really strengthen it, but... You know, it's really hard to say. Um, I guess in, to an extent it has because, you know, I've met a lot of incredible people through my YouTube channel. And, yeah, I guess there's more of an audience, I guess you can say, <laughs> that are invested in my running journey. So I guess to an extent, but I try to make sure that, you know, even without YouTube, I'm always focused on training and getting better. Do you see the YouTube channel as sort of a platform and an opportunity to inspire other people to get involved in the sport of running? Definitely, because it was sort of a hole in the market, especially at the start of 2020. And I think in 2020 and 2021, running YouTube has been growing, you know, exponentially. Like everyone has a running YouTube channel now, or a lot of people at least. And that's really good to see. And it, it just brings people together because you make videos that a lot of people can relate to. And I like to keep my channel especially real. I show the lows and highs of my running journey so far. I don't want to call it a career yet, but, you know, I posted my bad races. I posted, you know, when I've PR'd or PB'd. Yeah, so I think it's just a cool platform to show everything that's part of being a runner and it's definitely not just a sport and it's a lifestyle what are some of the things that you've learned throughout the highs and lows of running um especially in the last year i think i've had more lows than highs so it's definitely taught me resilience because um yeah running is the sort of sport where you're responsible for your own actions like if you have a bad race there's no one to blame except for yourself. Whereas in a team sport, you know, it's still questionable. You can put the blame on other people, but that's what I like about running. And yeah, I just like the responsibility that I have for myself in this sport. What sort of opportunities has having a YouTube channel given you in terms of developing your running further and meeting people? I mean, I think having this YouTube channel... Um, as well as taking photographs for different running events has helped me kind of, you know, I used it as a stepping stone to increase my connections to more people. So I know a lot more of the organizers now that organize events and I'm more connected to some of the elites of Sydney, Australia, which is really nice. And I think it's super cool to be able to, you know, talk to all these amazing runners in Sydney and stuff. So 
Yeah. I want to ask you another interesting question, Soda. If you had to delete all the YouTube videos on your channel, which would be a lot of videos, but you had to leave just one video and this one video would be the one video that you would recommend someone to watch to hopefully inspire them to get involved in the sport of running, which video would that be? Damn, that is tough. <laughs> I think I'm a little biased because this video that I'm about to mention got the most amount of views on my channel, but it's the 5K time trial that um, my friend Steven did. And I kind of like that because the pressure was off of me. Um, my friend had all the pressure, which was great. Um, and yeah, we pretty much did a 5K time trial for him because he's the fastest in our sort of friend group. He was going for a sub-15 5K, which is definitely a huge milestone that a lot of people, you know, aspire to achieve, including myself. And it was pretty awesome to be a part of that. And I ran two kilometers with him. And yeah, it was not easy, even though it was only two kilometers. But um, it definitely opened my eyes to see what it's like running at that pace for five kilometers. And I really hope that I can do it as well one day. But it was just a good video where um, a lot of my friends got together um, and we documented the day and recorded the whole, yeah, time trial that my friend did. And you got to see him struggling at the end. And it's crazy when you see, you know, athletes of that caliber still suffering in a 5K time trial. So it just shows that every runner, no matter how fast or slow, they go through struggles in a race and you pretty much have to be mentally tough and push through. So I think it told a really good story. It was a great day and it's just, yeah, super good memories. If I recall correctly, he just missed out on the 15 kilometer mark. So the 15 minute yeah, mark. 15 minute, yeah. So he ran a 15.21, I believe. Mm. So that was 21 seconds off what we wanted to get. But um, nevertheless, it's still an amazing time. And, you know, lots of people will never be able to run that quick in their life. So, um, yeah, it was still a good day. And we're going to do a part two sometime soon. So stay tuned for that. Oh, fantastic. Stay tuned for that. I yeah. can't wait for that one. Absolutely. Mm. Who have been some of your biggest inspirations in running soda? Are there any athletes, professional, or any people in your life that, that inspired you to take up running or have inspired you to pursue the passion further? In terms of getting into the sport, I pretty much knew no runners. Like I had no knowledge in the sport. I pretty much moved because I used to play soccer or football, as I like to call it. And the people around me were getting pretty massive, whereas I was just staying skinny. So... I thought it would be a good time to switch sports into something that my body type suits more. So I moved into um, track and field, well, not field, but track and also road running. I never did cross country, but my coach was a really good runner in the US. So I had a pretty good first year of running and I went straight straight into like an 18 minute 5K as a high schooler. Well. Um, so I never, you know, experienced breaking 20 and stuff. I just went straight to 18. But yeah, it's pretty cool that I saw my friends, you know, break 20 and stuff. And I recorded that on my YouTube as well. <laughs> Little plug there. But um, yeah, so getting into sport, I didn't really have um, someone I looked up to. But now I look up to a lot of people and 
it's pretty cool that I look up to a lot of people that I know in person now. And so do I. I want to talk. I want to bring it back to the YouTube as well because I always find watching your videos as time goes by very fascinating. The way you've sort of innovated and I guess adapted your craft. I mean, I was look, looking at one of your videos recently with with some drone footage. I mean, what what's it like for you in terms of pursuing your passion for videography further and constantly pushing the boundaries of what's possible? Yeah, like I touched on a bit at the start of this podcast, there was a little bit of a hole in the market, especially for quality running videos, because I, yeah, before I started making running videos, I was, you know, semi-professional at videography, like I've been paid a few times to edit videos, so I knew I had that bit of an edge, because when you combine two passions into one, you get this unique situation which not everyone can do and i decided to take that um well yeah i decided to take advantage of that and make a ton of quality running videos and every time i make a video i try and do a little something different to try and push the game a little further and yeah it's just pretty fun to edit in a different style occasionally and just keep pushing the boundaries yeah absolutely love that and speaking of pushing the boundaries side you've been pushing the boundaries for so many years with your running both mentally and physically what is it that has kept you in the sport of running to keep pushing further and further yeah so one thing that all runners have in common is you know they go through injuries and um yeah getting over setbacks and seeing other people go through setbacks and adversity is what I don't know, inspires me to keep going. And I think it's pretty cool that, you know, like I touched on earlier, elite runners and recreational runners all go through the same thing in terms of, you know, you go through injury, you try and get back and get fitter. And it's just so cool that every single person in the sport is going through the same thing. And that's what sort of keeps me on track and motivated all the time because, yeah, you're not in this alone, even though it's considered an individual sport. And I think that's one unique thing about our sport, which is really, really nice. One of the things I really appreciate about what you've just said, Soda, is the way that you viewed adversity there as an opportunity rather than as a hindrance. Well, how important is community, do you think, in, a, in an individual sport like running? Yeah, and I think you brought up a good point there that, community is important because you know you spend so much time alone in running that it's kind of important to have a support system you know friendship groups and just connections and people that you see even here and then at the occasional race and stuff because if you were truly alone i i find it hard to believe that anyone would stick long-term to running mm. like if you were the only person in the world i highly doubt that you'd be running you know 100 kilometers a week every single week for years and yeah community is good as long as you don't really compare yourself to others too much and let that affect you but if you're in a community where everyone brings each other up and supports each other and there's no like jealousy involved it can really yeah take you to really good places and you'll build lifelong friendships because right now literally 
most of my friends are from running and you know i do anything to um maintain my relationships with all the runners and friends that i have in this community so um yeah i think the take-home message is it's a lonely sport if you don't have people around you to build you up so um make sure to always talk to people and encourage people to do better better and so it's people who are seeing this podcast who want to get involved in the sport of running where would you recommend they start how should they go out and find that community of social or competitive runners yeah so i think most running groups especially in sydney they have like a facebook page or a facebook group and i think it's important to try and find your way into those groups and then go to the social runs, which is pretty much what you did um, with our <laughs> UNSW yeah. and you should run club bagel run, which is really good because that's how you really first step foot into the community and start meeting people around. Cause I wouldn't have been on this podcast if, if you didn't step foot in here, and, True. you know, True. like now we're going to reach more of an audience and I'm going to try and share this on my YouTube channel and all that. And yeah, it, it's just important to just keep meeting a lot of different people. I've met so many people from different backgrounds, especially as an international student or former student. Now I've graduated, but yeah, like finding your way into a run club and then expanding from there, meeting friends of friends is pretty much the best way of just really, really diving deep into that community. I couldn't agree with you more and listen to this podcast now that I've, recently joined the University of Sydney and UNSW Run Club and I've had so much fun doing it. So I've got a few more questions I want to ask you to sort of wrap up this podcast. And one of those questions is you've been, you've done so many races over the last few years and you've had a lot of, a lot of good results as well, might I add. And you've done a lot of fun runs as well. Is there any run or, or runs in particular that stand out to you most as you look back over your running career thus far? Um, it's definitely hard to say considering I've run so many times in the last, you know, six years. Like, for example, since coming to Sydney, I think the only time I've taken more than a week off was when I had a bike crash. So that just shows you how many years of consistent mm. running I've been doing. Wow. And yeah, nothing in particular stands out, but I guess, you know, stuff like the fastest 5K I've ever done, which is a 1627 at Rose Park Run, that stands out. Um, I recently did a Wings for Life charity run with Jack, the podcast host right here. <laughs> um, and yeah, I surprised myself because I wasn't even ready. I did six hours of, you know, active work beforehand. And I was only planning on doing like a 30K short run, but I ended up doing 35Ks at 4.13 pace, I think it was, which I never thought I could do, um, especially without gels and nutrition. So yeah, like that stands out because I that's my longest run today and I did it at a pretty fast pace. Um, so I guess those two stand out the most. But And people listening right now who might be, who might be ready to get on their joggers, they might be ready to get the sport of running a go and they might not have run too much. What advice would you give to people, Soda, about running in general, starting running? What tips should they know beforehand? Yeah, so I think it's 
a common misconception that you have to run fast to get fast. But in reality, in reality, you only have to run, you know, whatever pace is comfortable for you, which is different for everyone, uh, majority of the time, or even all the time. So when you start off, I reckon the best thing you, can, you could possibly do is forget about how fast you're running and just focus on getting the time on feet in. So that just means, you know, go out for 30 minute runs, go out for 60 minute runs and don't worry about how much distance you cover and just focus on being consistent and running a little bit more each week while having like a rest week every four weeks or so where you do a little bit less. And before you know it, you're going to be running, you know, like 50, 60 kilometers a week. And then you're pretty much, you know, deep into the flow and you're just going to be doing a lot of races and enjoying yourself in the sport. So yeah, I wouldn't worry about running fast for literally like the first year. Just enjoy yourself run comfortable and talk to people and just enjoy the sport because anything that you don't enjoy, you're not going to be able to do for the long term. So um, especially at the beginning, it's so important to just enjoy it. Yeah. And speaking, speaking of enjoyment, I think that's such an important point you've raised up. I've got one more question I want to ask you to wrap up this podcast. So it's been an absolute pleasure. What advice would you give to people about following their passions? Um, tough question. I feel like I could, I could say a lot about this, but I guess, you know, there's only a certain amount of time that we have. So I reckon it's so important to just enjoy your time and not spend too much time doing stuff you hate. Because I'm in a privileged position right now where I absolutely love my job working at a running shoe store and just talking to runners and, yeah, helping fit people into the right shoe while also running you know recently i've been doing 70 80 uh, i had like 189 kilometer week and yeah i'm just pretty much living the dream i guess like i'm enjoying myself i'm not spending any time doing stuff i hate so yeah enjoy yourself and don't do too much stuff that you don't want to do because you don't have that much time in life it's so true isn't it do the things you love make the most of every moment and you never know what will come your way. Soda Mahara, thank you so much for joining me on the Passion Effect podcast. I'm great we could sit down and have this conversation. Great to look at your journey. And I hope a lot of listeners got some good advice from your running journey. And hopefully people are inspired to start running or pursue their passions further. So thanks very much for your time. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. And that's a wrap for episode 31 of the Passion Effect podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go leave a review on Apple Podcasts, share this episode with friends and family who might be interested, and of course, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Passion Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Pittman, and until next time, keep following your passions. 